In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In Revelation, the Apostle John paints a vivid picture before our eyes of heaven. He's carried by an angel to a high mountain, and there he sees the holy city of Jerusalem, whose foundations were laid with every kind of jewel, coming down out of heaven with high walls, twelve beautiful breathtaking gates, and at those gates twelve angels. And within this walled city, a great multitude that no one could number from every nation on earth, from all tribes and languages, were standing, bowing, falling on their faces, showing reverence and worshiping alongside angels and archangels, four living creatures and all the elders of heaven. This, John is told, is the bride, the wife of the Lamb, adorned in the splendor of faith. She finds her life in her husband's ultimate sacrifice, and she's there without spot or wrinkle or any such thing to receive from her Lord continually his very life eternal life, abundant life. And then John hears this cry that goes up, it goes out, it goes throughout all of heaven. He hears what these angels and archangels and and the multitudes of people in heaven are shouting, singing with all their heart. It's the first words recorded in the song of Revelation 19, which the saints are singing. That first word, that they sing, hallelujah. It's Hebrew. It means praise the Lord. Alleluia with an A is the Greek version of hallelujah with an H. It means the same thing. When a child is having a hard time, a day filled with sorrow and pain, That's a hard word to say. The parent will come and offer words of comfort to the child. They might wrap their arms around them and speak tenderly to their broken heart. The parent may even sing a soft word in the gentle whispers of the night while tucking their child into bed, filling their little ears with a song of praise. And how often you and I are that child. Moody bogged down, absorbed in our own self-centeredness, struggling with the pains that we constantly face in this world. So that even when we do hear these words of praise, or songs from our loved ones, we so often think, just stop. Can you just stop singing? How can you possibly sing at a time like this? Hallelujah moments in life are hard to come by. They're few and far between because we don't live in heaven. We live on earth. And life on this earth, it's hard. It's filled with sorrow and pain and tears and persistent struggles and sin and death. When you lay your head down for the night, is it with a hallelujah, praise the Lord, 
are more like a deep sigh of exhaustion. And uh, I'm so weary and busy. Do you wrap yourself up in the covers of your bed with a hallelujah, praise the Lord, or a fear that grips your soul and uh, I don't know if I can do this anymore. What if I mess up tomorrow? Do you meet your bed with a hallelujah, praise the Lord each night? Or do you, like the psalmist, flood your bed with tears at the ways of this world and the sorrows of this life and the sin that you see within your own heart? On earth, we struggle quite harshly. In heaven, though, there is no such struggle. There, the saints who gather around the Lamb cry out with praise all the day long, for their warfare has ended and their struggling has ceased. Their battle is over. They fill the heavens with hallelujah, praise the Lord, hosanna, hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, alleluia, all the company of heaven. They have no such struggle to believe for they see by sight a lamb who was slain, who has begun his reign. Maybe you don't feel like saying hallelujah today. And dear Christian, that's okay. Those who have gone before you in the faith, they never, just, they never cease to say it on your behalf around the lamb. Or maybe you've set that word aside for Lent to better focus on the sufferings of your Lord. But those in heaven know no such thing. They constantly fill the heavens with their hallelujahs. Maybe hallelujah, it's been absent from your heart much longer than just this season of Lent. Wrestle with your faith and struggle. No end in sight. And that battle has slowly eroded such words from your heart. Maybe the cares of this world have so beaten you down that your struggle to sing hallelujah with a, with a firm heart it ended a long time ago. And not for the better, but for the worse. And so it is for those who live on the earth. Look around you. Are you not here on earth too with me? And here in this place, you don't see angels and archangels. You don't see the Lamb upon his glorious throne. You don't hear shouts of hallelujah, praise the Lord, filling the airwaves in every square inch of our world. Rather, the devil lays before your eyes a sea of unbelievers all around you, a great multitude that no one can number. Everywhere you look and everything that you watch and everything that you hear all the voices of this world that go up, that go out, that go throughout all the earth, they never cease to ridicule the faith, your faith in that lamb. And it is a constant battle. For you do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against cosmic powers over this present darkness, against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. 
It is this very battle to believe in Jesus here on earth that thrashes the hallelujahs from our throats and flays them from our hearts, leaving us laying our heads down at night with the rightful praise to God far, far from us. Most days, most years are summed up by but a breath, an exhausted and distracted sigh of pain. No. Hallelujah. It wouldn't be the first word I would say that one would hear if they listened like John to the multitude of people here on earth, or even myself, or you. It should be, for all the Lord has done for us by grace, but if we would be honest with ourselves, the battle here on earth and the spiritual forces of evil which constantly attack us and our sin and our fears and our worries and death itself, it it lays us all quite low and helpless, hallelujah-less. So much so that even the voice of our parents, our leaders, our pastors, it cannot soothe us or comfort us, but only anger us more. So therefore, it must be for you then, that God sent such an angel to John that day while he looked into heaven and heard the hallelujahs. It must be for you then that the angel says to John that these great words of comfort must be written down for you. Write this, he says, blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb, for these are the true words of God. It must be for you, then, that John is allowed by grace to even witness and write down for you to see and believe what he is told to write, that which unfolds right before his eyes in heaven with, with all the angels and archangels and all the company of heaven and elders and living creatures and people, the very thing which causes the shouts of hallelujahs to go forth from the lips of the great multitude. It was a wedding feast. For there the entire company of heaven, more than any could number, they're all gathered at a marriage supper with wine and bread. A feast of rich food happening right then in heaven and now and forever, yet also on the earth. For the feast began on earth on the night when Jesus was betrayed, where he took bread and the cup of wine, and he gave it to his first guests, his twelve apostles. And heaven and earth were filled with his glory. In Bethlehem, the earth had seen the heavens opened up, and the earth was filled with his glory. In the waters of his baptism, his followers had seen the heavens opened up, and the earth once again filled with his glory. In Jerusalem, upon the cross, the Roman centurion sees the heavens opened up and the earth being filled with his glory, all while the angels were unable to fully bear the sight, but downward bend their wondering eyes at mysteries so bright. But in that upper room, the disciples, those twelve apostles, they beheld the very glory of God here on earth, and they ate and drank with him 
and heaven rejoiced. Are you so deafened by this world's cacophony of unbelief that you do not hear who it is that the angel is concerned about? Why does he go directly to John? If it's not for you, you, dearly loved by God, and those who are on the earth, and you are most definitely on the earth with me, so it is for you then that the Lord sends forth even today his messengers to herald the invitation to the marriage feast that was and that is and that is to come in the fullness of time, cleft from the rock, the body and blood of the Lord Jesus and his ultimate sacrifice on the cross for the forgiveness of your sins. In holy communion, we gather around the Lord. We gather with one another, but we also gather with the angels and the archangels, and all the company of heaven, who never cease to cry out with a mighty hallelujah. My dear pastor told me once in confirmation that when you sing the Sanctus right before receiving communion, you better sing it loud because your grandpa's singing it right along with you in the halls of heaven. For we believe by faith that we are with the Lord and his will is done on earth as it is in heaven and here in this great wedding banquet heaven and earth become one so if you cannot bring yourself to say hallelujah today as you step foot into the very place where heaven and earth collide know this the Lord sees the sorrows you carry and he knows your pain and with the great love with which he loved you, he has surely borne your grief and carried your sorrows and was wounded for your transgressions. And for his sacrifice that gives you life, for his victory over the grave, for the battle which he has already won for those in heaven and you on earth, all the saints in heaven will never refrain from shouting out hallelujah on your behalf for all eternity. Therefore, while you approach the marriage supper of the Lamb here on earth with me, do not walk forward only mindful of your own sorrows and pain, but come aware of the spiritual realities around you and the glory of the heavenly places in your very midst. Come with the angels and the archangels, the living creatures and the elders and all the company of heaven who always sing and who are crying out to the Lamb for those on earth, while we on earth always cry out to the Lamb for them in heaven. Thou wast their rock, their fortress, and their might. Thou, Lord, their captain in the well-fought fight. Thou, in the darkness drear, their one true light. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. O oh, blessed communion, fellowship divine, we feebly struggle, but they in glory shine, yet all are one in thee, for all are thine. 
Alleluia. Alleluia. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.